Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 82, Bad versus None. Enjoy the show! So this week, I've been kind of worried about the podcast and that it had gotten to be sort of Wednesday and I didn't really have any ideas on what to talk about. I was worried in that I didn't know if I should maybe just skip it or, you know, put it out like a little bit later or if I should just go ahead and do it so people aren't disappointed by not seeing one and then, you know, it's like bad or there's hardly anything there or it's just, you know, people didn't like it. So I spent some time thinking about it from a listener standpoint of, you know, would I want something that was out on time, but it was really short or it was bad. And so that just brought up my thoughts on something bad versus none at all. I thought as a listener, you know, I would probably be okay with something being a little bit short or not quite as good, but I wouldn't want it to be lower quality. I wouldn't want it just to be something somebody's throwing out there just to get it out on time. Or just because, you know, he thinks that the fans absolutely demand it and it, you know, has to come out. So that made me think about kind of movies and TV shows mostly, but also there's thoughts about tech. Most people probably don't know that NVIDIA, who makes graphic card hardware, kind of have the plans to release stuff every year. They've actually had this thought and goal for a while now, and they really haven't quite been able to achieve it. But it's what they want to do. And I've always thought, you know, is that really a good idea? And I suppose it depends. Every graphics card generation comes about around one and a half years to two years, at least for a while now. That's been sort of the pattern. So pushing that to every year really wouldn't work. So it's like all they're really doing with pushing it to a year is making minor tweaks you know, maybe changing the RAM size or upping the speed on something, changing out a few of the parts to make it a little bit more efficient. And it's not really a new card per se, but in terms of staying in the public eye, as it were, and having something new, you know, basically all the time when people are looking for it, probably is a good idea. But again, you know, a lot of it means they might be just releasing so fast, they're going to have so much product on the market, it's just going to confuse people. So in that way, it's probably kind of a very bad idea if you have too much product on the market. I think more importantly for we gamers and people who enjoy entertainment, things like game sequels or movie sequels or TV series that might be based on a movie, those kind of things are probably a little bit more important to us. And it made me think that I haven't thought of anything really in recent times that have kind of disappointed me as sequels. But in the past, there have been some things that just are really horrible and shouldn't have been done. The one that always stands out in my mind, which many of you listeners might not remember anymore, or might have not seen, was the Highlander sequel. For those of you who have not seen it, Highlander is a movie about a guy who discovers he's immortal, he cannot be killed, 
and he finds somebody else similarly who trains him and teaches him about what this means and how he actually can be killed. And there's this whole mythos about why they're immortal and what's going to happen, and thus the story goes. In the end, of course, our hero does become the last one, and he gets all this cool stuff for being the last one. And then they make a sequel, and it's like, what the crap? That's not the kind of thing you can have a sequel for. It doesn't make any sense. Not only did it not make sense, but, oh, all that mythical stuff we set up in the first movie, it's kind of pretty much a lie, because we're actually aliens from outer space. What? What was that crap? Where did that come from? That's almost like saying this cool mystical force you control is actually controlled by alien symbiotes in your body. No, no, this makes no sense. Those kind of things, I don't know, I don't think they should be done. Developers of games who make second games, or, you know, movie or any kind of entertainment in general, really should think about what are you doing? Why are you making a sequel? How can you take what is good about the first one and improve on it, not how you can change it around completely? Like Borderlands 2, very awesome sequel. It took everything that was good about the first one, and, as their advertisements say, makes it bigger, badder, and more of what everybody loved. There's probably a line of having more that, you know, if we would have gotten too much more, we would have been overwhelmed and not liked it. But they didn't cross that line. They stayed within the line. They stayed within the mythos of the original one and sort of continued the story and they did it in a good way while i haven't played call of duty black ops 2 yet the reviews i have read are just going crazy for it similarly to borderlands 2 call of duty 2 has taken what they said was in the original games and made it so much better they've improved the classes they've improved specialization and they improved several other things i don't really remember because i haven't played the original game and i haven't played this game But apparently, it's a very awesome sequel. They did everything right. And according to one review I read, they're kind of the market leaders as to first-person shooters. And they are making, you know, innovations and decisions that, that everybody in the industry is sort of trying to copy and emulate. So again, that is a sequel that was done right. So I don't know if this section really helps at all. But in thinking if I should release, you know, a bad podcast on time, or if I should just you know, focus on taking my time and doing it well, and if it comes out on time, comes out on time. You know, I think fans kind of want a little bit of both. You know, they want stuff on time. They don't want to have to wait too long. And yet they also don't want something out that is bad and rushed just to, you know, fit within the time frame. I think maybe as consumers, we might want to be a little cautious of sequels. But at the same time, you know, there's no reason not to be excited about them. So as part of my having stuff to talk about for you guys, I have been desperately looking around at more iOS stuff to talk about. I have a bunch of older games that I might talk about, but I, you know, typically prefer to talk about current stuff unless I'm talking about, you know, something philosophical or, you know, sociological or psychological, you know, something that goes beyond the age of the game, I guess you could say. Because otherwise, you know, if I'm talking about old stuff, people have probably pretty much moved on and don't care. 
So I want to try and stay, you know, current as much as possible. So most of the week I couldn't really find anything that I was really interested in picking up. But late on Wednesday night, Stanley's Verticus launched. And so I decided, eh, it's Stanley. You know, it's it's probably pretty cool. Probably a superhero-y type thing. I had never played an infinite falling type game. So I thought, yeah, I'll go ahead and give it a chance and see what's going on. I will see this up front and you can listen to my ramblings. But basically, it's total poop and you should avoid it. The game is made by Moonshark Studios. As I said, it is an infinite falling type game. I have not played this type of game before, but basically your guy is going down or, you know, forward as you look at the phone. And I guess he just goes, you know, until the game is over, which seems kind of strange because I would think with an infinite falling game, the game would never end. Basically, you just keep going. But I guess apparently it does. The sound and music are okay. They're not super fabulous. They're just kind of you know, there where they need to be there. The game can be played with other sounds. So if you want to turn the sound down or off and listen to a podcast, you can. Stan Lee plays the voice of the commander. So every now and then he's like, do this, do that, do this. After a while, it gets kind of annoying and stupid. There is a setting for right and left-handed, though it uses a virtual stick that appears wherever on the screen that you touch. So I don't really understand what the point of the right and left-handed is. You can buy a missile, and that was in the lower left corner when I was playing. Maybe that switches position? I don't know. Doesn't seem like a a huge design point to have left and right for a virtual stick. I expect colorblind people could play just fine because it's different shapes of stuff. And so the dangerous stuff always has, you know, a certain shape and the other stuff has other shapes. So color is kind of a, a moot point, really. It costs two bucks and has a coin unlock system that gets you upgrades. And this is one of the things that bothers me most about the game. Not only is two bucks kind of pricey, it seems like everything you buy with the coins goes away. So it's like you're always short on equipment and it just leads you to dying really fast and needing to buy more coins if you want to have any fun with it, which you've already paid two bucks. So... That should be a solid game. It should be done. You shouldn't have to have coin unlocks required to do good in the game. As example, I played through and got something like 2,000 coins free, I think. And so I upgraded my health to rank 1 of 5. I upgraded my armor to rank 2 of 5. I unlocked the missiles. And I think I got something that sped up the recycle time on the missiles. So I played through and got smashed and got smashed and got smashed and then, you know, died, the game's over. You only have one life. But then when I started the second game, my armor wasn't there. It showed the two empty bubbles for the armor, but there was no armor. I did have my points of health, so that was regenerated. But then I died, you know, after that game, and then I had neither armor nor health. I don't know if that's a bug, but one hit and you're dead is not a very fun game. Especially if you spent the coins to unlock the talents, as it were, for better health and armor. That doesn't make any sense. I played it for probably 15 minutes, and that's probably the only time I'll really play. Stanley, the game is bad, and you should feel bad. It's just not very fun, and the design on paying two bucks for the game, and then having to buy coins just to have any fun in the game, is not okay. Not a good design. It's not a thoughtful design. It's just bad. 
While the graphics are okay, they're not amazing. They do move pretty quickly, but it's not like, oh, this is such awesome graphics. It's like, you know, they're pretty good, especially for how quickly they move. They're interesting. They're not super boring, but they're not really cool to watch. And on a 1 to 5 rating system, I would probably give it somewhere between 1 and 2 stars. It's just not terribly fun if you have to keep buying stuff to make your character do okay. And the fact that you've already paid 2 bucks up front should mean you should have a reasonably fun time with it. It shouldn't be, you know, you play it for 15 minutes and then you feel like, okay, this is crap, I don't want to play anymore. It should be, you know, a few hours and then you go like, okay, I've beaten the game a few times. I don't have much interest in it anymore. You know, that would be okay. 15 minutes, you know, that's not okay. Did he have people play test the game? I, I don't know. It's not very fun. And I recommend people avoid it. I've been waiting to see The Man with the Iron Fists forever, ever since I saw the trailer, probably months ago. For the past week or so, I've been very anxiously awaiting to go on Thursday, because I thought that was a day that the theater had cheaper tickets, and I don't think it was all that cheaper than normal if it was cheaper at all, so I don't know if I'll wait until Thursday matinee anymore, just go, you know, whenever I feel like. But it seems like that was not to be. Waiting and waiting, and then, you know, 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh my god, the movie is not starting on time again, like last week. So I go to tell the manager, and then the manager comes in, I don't know, maybe five minutes later, and says there's a problem with the projector, and the projector isn't working. I guess they have had work being done on the projectors at night, and he said that sometimes they don't always put them back together like they're supposed to be. So this one, I guess, was still taken apart for some reason. So no man with the iron fists for me. I might check again in a few days and see if it's still running. But he was like, here's a couple passes and you can hang out and watch, you know, something else if you want to see something else. There was a new Twilight and I'm like, um, no. So the only other choice was really Skyfall. So that's what I decided to see since I was already there. And, you know, I did say before that, you know, if people wanted to go with me or, or you know, something like this happened and, you know, I happened to be there and it was, like, free, it's like, okay, I'll go ahead and watch that then, I guess. I was kind of surprised. It was better than I expected. One of the things I like with the new Bonds that they have been doing is sort of returning to the old school style of Bond. The new ones, if you haven't seen them, are closer to a Sean Connery era Bond than not. They actually kind of make a joke about the -the over-the-top gadgets of the Roger Moore era. And it was worth seeing in the theater more than I thought it would be in that there was a lot of big landscapes. And I guess you could say that the locations sort of had a role and were sort of a character in the movie, just like the people. There were many times where Bond was very small, and it was very cool to see in the theater, you know, where it's bigger. And it would have probably not been as cool on the small screen. 
I don't know that I would say that, you know, it's the end of the world if you go ahead and just wait and see it on video. It probably would still be very cool. It was a bit of a departure from the standard Bond formula of Bond fights bad guy, Bond gets captured, Bond escapes, Bond gets captured again, Bond wins. You know, it's a little bit of a departure from that. Also, the bad guy is kind of very normal and regular, I guess you could say. He's not sort of the -the over-the-top, world-dominating, kind of crazy bad guy that sometimes appear in the Bond films. He's just kind of this regular guy who wants to get revenge. And it's sort of just like that. It's a good story and a fun movie, but it's kind of like, here's the bad guy, here's what he's doing, Bond has to stop him. There's no like, oh, what a twist, I didn't see that coming, oh, so-and-so double-crossed him, oh, and triple-crossed him, oh. No, there was no big surprises like that. And it was kind of confusing, because I sort of recall in the last movie, it kind of ended on a cliffhanger, and sort of made it feel like the last movie was the first half of a two-parter. But this one kind of started fresh, as it were. No connections, really, to previous movies, other than, you know, it's Bond and he's been around forever. So I'm wondering if this is kind of a restart of the restart and they're starting over again because without saying any spoilers of what happens and, you know, the characters involved, it does sort of seem kind of like it sets it up as a restart of the series. I mean, you know, Bond is older and they do acknowledge that and that, you know, he's been in service for, you know, X number of years, but it sort of seems like Here's the Bond stories. We're going to start telling them from this point on, and we're not really going to reference the previous ones, which is kind of strange because it seemed like they sort of restarted the Bond character when Daniel Craig took over, I guess, two previous movies ago. But like I said, you know, this seems kind of like they're restarting it again. So good movie. Um, It was pretty fun. I wouldn't say it was like amazing and you absolutely must see it or anything. It's a good addition to the Bond film series, but I don't know you'd die if you would, you know, miss seeing it in theaters. It would probably be pretty okay just to wait and see it at home. But, you know, if there's nothing else you want to see and you do want to go see a movie, it's not a bad choice. It's pretty good. I would say I didn't feel disappointed with, you know, spending the money and the time to go see it. I guess that's really all of my thoughts. Good scenes, good story, cool characters, few references that were amusing or funny and it was you know pretty good ah, 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 blood will run down his face when he is decapitated ah, his head on my mantle is how I will let this world know how much I love you So I guess that is it for this Rabbit's Ramblings. I guess I got more than I expected to get this week, which is good. Makes me happy about that. I'm also finishing it a day earlier than I will be putting it out. So if there's anything critical I think I need to add in, I still have time to do that. That always makes me happy, which is kind of surprising because yesterday I didn't really have any thoughts on what to talk about. So it all kind of came together at the last minute. Hopefully again, next week I will get one out sort of on time, as it were. Again, you know, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about, but if people, you know, have any thoughts on what to talk about or things I might be interested to check out to then talk about, you know, go ahead and send those in and let me know. 
Of course, I can't play any PC games right now because that's still an unknown quantity as to when that will come back. I haven't checked my email today. It is kind of late evening, so maybe there's an email on that. Like I said, I'm kind of hoping to hear something this week so, you know, they can fix it next week and get it back pretty soon. I realize, though, that Thanksgiving is coming up next week, so um, I guess happy Thanksgiving to everybody ahead of time because my next podcast will probably come out, you know, after you've done your Turkey Day stuff. So have fun with that. But that might, uh, you know, delay when I get my laptop back if it's not fixed before then, which if I don't hear anything back from them pretty much today, I expect it probably wouldn't be fixed before then because I'm guessing it's probably going to be a few days after they determine what's wrong to fix it and let me know. And again, you know, unless they let me drive over to pick it up, it's going to be several days for it to ship back to me. And, you know, I'll let everybody know what's up with that as soon as I hear anything. If you watch my Facebook page, that always gets the very important up-to-date news, kind of like that stuff. So if you want to hear it before the podcast, uh, check the Facebook page every few days, maybe. But I guess that's it for this week's rambling. And hopefully I will have some cool stuff to talk about next time and, you know, get it out on time. And again, you know, if I don't get it out on time, check Facebook. I'll post something there. So I guess hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Well, I was 21. It was a very good year. very good year for city girls who lived up the stair with perfumed hair that came undone when I was 21. And I've been waiting for like... Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdot.com. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.